You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And as most of you know, you know the the thing that I, you know, my full time kind of uh, position, the thing that I've been doing for the last uh, seven, almost eight years, actually a little uh, eight years, has been I am a keynote speaker, you know, digital futurist, and I've had the luxury and pleasure to MC events, speak at large events, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, to CES, the South by Southwest. Uh, I've actually also helped uh, create uh, community events like the Periscope Summit um, and you know social media days, and then I've also been able to speak you know uh, for many years at you know sixty plus events uh, pre-COVID, and then uh, with all of these virtual events. And I'll just tell you that you know one of the things that I've found, one of the lessons that I've uh, been you know kind of embracing and kind of learning is that you know the event space as a whole is one that is going to continue to evolve maybe more so than they've ever have um, before. And part of that is because I firmly believe that the more we are connected, the more we lean into the metaverse, the more we embrace digital and, and technology, it actually, the more importance and value that we are going to put on in-person meeting up and connecting these dots, right? And I think the beauty of of what this whole Web3 is enabling is it actually is giving us equal ownership in that we, we value digital equally to what we value offline. But because we're going to have a new appreciation to digital and virtual and the metaverse and, and Web3, it's actually going to, if we do it correctly, going to increase the value and, and even change how we do offline events because a lot of the, the, you know, let's say the old school way of, of offline events and conferences and meetups was really like everyone getting together as if we don't know, you know, if anyone knows each other, we don't know what the baseline of knowledge is. And we're just going to have everybody meet up. We're going to have like, you know, entry level stuff. We're going to have a theme. We're going to have a speakers. We're going to have panels. We're going to do the unconference thing. We're going to have all of those type of things. But I actually believe Thanks to NFTs, digital technology, Web3, crypto, this, kind of, this idea of digital ownership, one of the things that we, we need to look at is like, how do we remove that like, constraint that we've had in the past where like, I, I do this for every, you know, every event and association that hires me. I will ask, like, you know, what is the demographic of your audience? Like, what is their, their baseline of knowledge? Do you think they know this much? Do they think they know this much? Are they this active? And most of the time I hear, well, they're a little bit across the board or we have like a very diverse group or we're not actually sure. Last year's event was this. Well, I believe that's actually one of the first places that we can look at NFTs and, and Web3 to innovate on, right? Because here's the thing. If every digital 
you know, education, every webinar that we attend, every conference that we go to, if we are given an NFT and then we sign up for a new event or a new conference, we will be able to actually look and say, these people attended these things. Based on that, I'm going to assume that they have this level of knowledge. But here's the problem with that, is that we have to be willing to put that out there first. And then as event professionals, as speakers, as, as conference leads, we also have to be willing to let that data and information drive and, and dictate some of the, the decisions we're making. And, I, and I've heard this before where people say, well, Brian, we, you know, we surveyed our audience and they really wanted this, but we really don't think they know what they're talking about. And I think that's a little bit of that like Henry Ford mentality, right? Where it's like, uh, you know, if I would have asked them what, if I would have asked the audience what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Of course, Henry Ford gave, that, gave us the Ford automobile. But I believe today's consumers, and thanks to digital and how much we consume, how much we connect, how much we collaborate, that's no longer okay. And so we have to be willing to kind of embrace that. But here's the thing. I'm really afraid that events and conferences, webinars, are going to treat NFTs as only participation trophies or a, a sticker of attendance. Now, proof of, of attendance protocol, which is called POOPS, have become very popular, right? And I think POAPs are actually just that idea, right? They're letting you know that you were in this place at this time. Now, I still check into Foursquare and Swarm. Um, I did it the other day and it was funny because I checked in somewhere on Swarm, it was actually the airport, and Swarm was like, the last time you were here was this, and did you, do you know the first time that you were ever at this airport? And I was like, how cool is it that I have that data at my disposal? So. I actually think POOPs and proof of attendance protocol is what POOP stands for. Um, I actually think those are extremely valuable. I think they have um, you know, lots of things that they can be used for in the sense of us building out like, okay, you know, only people that are in this certain location during this time period can get this one you know, uh, POOP. And then if they have all of these POOPs, we know where they were physically at. But I actually like the, that we can't just stop there or think that is enough, right? An NFT or a POAP or, you know, whatever, you know, we could say even just a token, it needs to not only have a, a level of, you know, um, exclusivity to it, but we also have to think about this in the sense of what information can be, you know, garnered from that, not only from that one individual one, but from multiple ones, right? And one of the, the things that like for me as a speaker if I could go to an event and they would say, hey, Brian, we made sure that every single person at your upcoming um, you know, uh, speak, speech, I'm flying to Florida tomorrow to give a talk, every person there has listened to 50% of your podcast interviews because they have these NFTs in their wallet. I could actually go there and say, you know what? If they have that baseline of knowledge, let's do 15 minutes of a keynote and 45 minutes of Q&A because I know that I can trim my message down and hit the things that, that I believe they haven't covered. And then let's just do Q&A and make it the most valuable experience you've ever had. And, and I'm open to that. I will tell you, any event or any association or conference that wants to hire me, like I am so open to the idea of giving people uh, a baseline of requirement of, uh, of 
of consumption. They have to watch these videos or read these documents or complete this assessment. And if they do, they're allowed to attend my session. If, if your event is willing to do that, I'm willing to customize, personalize, and really maximize that, that value. But let's face it, the reason that most people and a lot of speakers, you know, I was told this all the time, Brian, why are you like a 60-40 speaker, right? Like I'm a 60-40 speaker. 60% of my slides for a certain talk are the same. 40% I customize, tweak, personalize for that event. A lot of speakers are 90-10 speakers. 90% of their deck is the same for every time they give that talk and they just tweak 10% of it. And I've always been, a, I was actually a 40-60 for a while and then I switched to 60-40. But for me, that's because I do want to personalize, I want to customize. And here's the thing, we are doing a disservice for the time that we are spending offline if we are not leveraging digital signals and NFTs to allow us to get a baseline of knowledge, baseline of understanding of who's in our audience, what do they know, what have they attended, and giving that to the educators, the practitioners, so that they can deliver and maximize the time they have. Because like my prediction is that events no longer need to be four or five days long. You can have two-day events and maximize that value because we're going to have all of this extra data and touch points. And literally, when someone comes to your event and they want to go into this session, you know, we, we scan, scan your badge. Well, you, their badge can be attached to their wallet. And when they scan their badge, it'll say, to enter this room for this presentation, you had to have completed A, B, and C. If they have not, they're not allowed in the room. If they have, they can attend that session. And so that's a really game changer. The other piece of this that I think is also equally important is that we have to be able to celebrate our wins, celebrate our community members, and really allow people to celebrate amongst themselves. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I've gone to South by Southwest, uh, I believe seven times total over the years. I absolutely love South by Southwest. For those who aren't familiar with the event, it's a massive event that merges technology with music and the arts um, in Austin, Texas. Uh, it's a massive event. And I've loved going to that event each and every year. But the crazy thing is, I've had no way to like market or put out to the world like, hey, I'm someone that loves South by Southwest and connect with others that are also, you know, in that same, uh, you know, hey, I've also loved South by Southwest. But what if we could even go a step further than that, right? When, what if we were able to supply people and say, rather than them having to choose, okay, there's all these sessions for an event, what if you were able to say, based on your wallet and the data that you shared with us, that I know that you attended these webinars, you've, you've watched these uh, videos, you've been to these you know, four offline sessions, what if we were able to take that data and tell them, based on that, we believe this session is the best for you. It'll maximize your time when you attend a, uh, an event. Like it, it's a little bit disheartening for me when people tell me, well, Brian, we all know that we attend conferences and events for the networking. Well, I agree. The networking has been the most valuable aspect, but here's the magic. What if the networking was facilitated and integrated into the actual event and the content? And no, 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 I'm not talking about some crazy unconference where people are sitting backwards or, you know, every, we pass the microphone around or we have one of those like speaker boxes that we throw. I mean, I've, I've, I've done all of those. I, what I mean by that is, what if we were able, 
Because networking is about serendipity and having that, like finding your people and those conversations that just emerge and you learn things about people. Well, guess what? If we were able to start putting people in the rooms based on those, these di- digital touch points and we are able to facilitate such a custom experience, guess what? When someone asks a question at a conference or an event, it's gonna be relative to the entire audience because we know for the most part, we are all kind of have the same baseline of knowledge. That does not mean we have the exact same background, exact same walk of life. It doesn't mean we look the same or have the same jobs. It just means that we've kind of level set that experience. I also believe we have to think about is like, how do we connect people with their people? We have introverts, we have extroverts, we have like the middle group, uh, I'm not even, hybridverts or something that are in that realm. But let's face it, I, like weirdly enough, I'm a, I am definitely an extrovert, but there are certain social conditions that I have introvert tech, uh, you know, tendencies. One of them happens to be whenever, if I walk into a big room where I don't know anybody, I am very shy. I am not one that will come in and own the room or go and introduce myself to a, a, a strange circle. That, that scares me. Like I, I, and I think that has a little bit to do with my ADHD and my rejection sensitivity. And, and I, I don't like inconveniencing people. But like I know that, right? Like Now, the opposite of that is if I'm getting paid to speak at an event and I'm there for a dinner and I know people are there to see me, I will make myself so available. I will, be, I will close down the bar. I'll be there all night long. But some of those forced scenarios, I'm not my best self. And I've had people come up to me and say, Brian, I was at your event. Um, I saw you over there talking, but like, I was hoping that you were going to come around to all the different tables um, and introduce yourself, but like, I didn't see you do that, so like, I missed the opportunity. And I feel bad because I'm like, well, that's actually outside of my comfort zone. Like, for me, that's actually not something I normally would do. And, and that might seem different or odd for some people that know me. But that is just kind of like, you know, understanding our nuances. But the reason I bring that up is what if our NFTs collections, like what we have in our wallet, also helped us dictate and drive those those networking tables, those conversations. And it's not like, hey, everyone that likes B2B sales over there, everyone that likes B2C sales over there, and everyone likes selling to humans over there, right? Because we all know they're all humans. It doesn't matter B2B or B2C. But that's like all voluntarily, we are, we are self-selecting into those things. What if conferences and events were able to not have to force us to self-select, but rather facilitate, organize, and pull together people based on their common values, their shared traits, the things that they believe in, the, they're a part of, and guess what? We're going to be able to do that based on just simply looking at someone's wallet, being able to see what they have in there. I mean, we're, we're doing this in my Discord tonight, actually. We're going to do a, a Name That Wallet, where people are going to submit anonymously their wallet. I'm going to pull it up on a screen share on OpenSea. I'm going to see what they have in it. And I'm going to see if I can guess whose wallet that is or guess what, what like, based on the, the NFTs that they hold, I'm going to try to guess what, what are the, their values, who are they, what is their background, like, based on their wallet. Because let's face it, like, if someone looked at my four favorite NFTs, you're going to 
quickly know that I am a massive advocate and, and believer and ally for, for women's rights and women equality. I, I wear my, you know, my, one, my PFP very proudly. I'm very also open about my mental health and dedicated uh, to my mental health. I'm also very you know, into Web3 and the future. I wanted to learn and be a part of a, a DAO and a group. And then I'm also one that is loud and proud and unafraid to be themselves. And you can simply see that by looking at my four my four favorite NFTs, my four most popular NFTs that I have. And so for event professionals, conference organizers, here's, here's what I want to tell you. And, and we're going to be organizing a, a meetup in New York City in June for NFT NYC. We're going to do some other meetups in the fall um, around some different events as well. So if you're at these events, we're going to be doing this as well. But here's what, here's what I'm going to, here's my plea. I believe every event, every conference should have an NFT component. It can be either upfront as their ticket or on the back end as their validation that they actually attended and completed the event. Now, for most events, it's going to be the latter because a lot of people haven't kind of got that head start. But here's what we've done as a team on my team is that if people that are hiring me to speak as a keynote speaker or host as a digital futurist and MC. We're actually including that I'm going to help advise them on the type of NFTs, the, the education they need, the process to educate, and even how they should deploy the NFT. And I'm even offering, if they want me to be the one that announces it and helps uh, you know, kind of bring it to light, I'm open to doing that, right? And, and for anyone that's you know, interested in hiring me, you can uh, you know, definitely check out you know, brianfanzo.com. Love to speak at your event, at your conference, at your association. But here's, here's the thing, like, like, here's my... I'm only willing to do that if the event is willing to include utility within that NFT pass for their event, right? So if the event ticket for everyone is in an NFT form, what does that also get them? Maybe that gets them the recordings for the NFT for the for the uh, event after it's over. Maybe it gets them discounts on next year's event. Maybe it gets them into a private Discord. Maybe it gets them a, a special um, T-shirt or swag at the event. If it's the after event where you're doing it as a validation, it can be very similar, right? We could announce it and say, "Here's an everyone in here, an attendee is going to get an NFT for attending." And because you have that NFT, you're going to have the option for a buy one, get one pass for next year's event. You're also going to get put into an exclusive group for next year's event. You're going to have access to a VIP dinner that is only for those that are holding that NFT. Well, that sounds like, Brian, you're like, well, we could have always done that. But here's the thing. As an attendee, if I own that NFT and I realize I'm not going to be able to make it to next year's event, but I have a coworker, a friend, someone on my team that is attending, I can actually gift them that and they can now experience something that I own, right? And this is that massive shift in digital ownership. I know for a lot of people that are listening, you're like, Brian, this isn't brand new. We've done this for events for years. Like when people come in, there's a wall that says, here's all the people that have been to our event for the last 10 years. Yeah, but they, that's, that's a, a piece of data and an experience that the individuals own and they should be able to have that in their wallet. They should be able to kind of cash that in uh, for experiences or for merch or for swag. And the beauty of all of this is it's all validated on the blockchain. It doesn't require you to do any additional work down the road other than that initial education on the wallets and creating it and getting people to accept it and having, the, you know, kind of like getting people into Web3. 
But the beauty is, once you have that and you have people's uh, wallet addresses, let's say for your upcoming webinar, you airdrop to all of your last event attendees, you airdrop and say everyone that, that shows up for our upcoming webinar, if you have this NFT in your wallet, we're gonna unlock a special 30 minute pre-session that you're gonna be able to talk behind the scenes with our webinar speaker that we have coming up. But it's only for those that have that wallet and we're able to airdrop that NFT directly in there. People can show up and use it if they want. If they don't, there's no love lost. They didn't buy it. They don't have you know, money lost. But we're now able to add utility on top of things. But he, so here's the magic of this. Events and conferences, as long as you include utility, some sort of utility at the start, it'll get people's minds thinking, okay, now I own something for doing this, for attending this event, for being a part of this, and it's going to get me something. And then the beauty is you can add more utility as you go. If at this year's event, you're like, hey, we're just gonna give you the recordings. But then six months from now, you're like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's really celebrate all of those that came out to this past year's event. Let's give all of them one, a, a one they get access to, to day zero, and they're gonna have a bunch of sessions that are only for those that have those NFTs. Well, you can enable that afterwards as added utility. The problem becomes in is if you airdrop an NFT that doesn't have utility and really just looks like a sticker or a photo in their inbox, they're going to think of it that way. They're not going to feel as though they have ownership or with, the, with what this NFT actually opens up or validates. So for events and conferences, I think we can do that. We can even do it for swag, right? Like what if everybody that attended, they got, they got access to you know, an NFT that was a sweatshirt, an NFT that was a, a hat, an NFT that was a book bag. And when they went to the, to, to the merch desk, they scanned their badge and they said which of them they wanted to burn. Well, now you're able to actually track who has what you're able like, what if someone's like, you know what, I'm traveling and, and I've had this problem before. I'm like, that book bag is really cool. And like, that's the, that's some awesome swag, but I'm not gonna be able to take it home with me. Well, what if I was able, cause I own it. I have access to it because I paid for my ticket. What if I was able to transfer that NFT for that book bag to someone else that's there so they can now have two and they can give one to one of their coworkers. They could take it home with them. This idea of digital ownership and the ownership comes into not only the attendance, but in the education, where we've been, what we've accomplished. And I truly do believe, you know, any event, any conference that is willing to kind of embrace this and start educating with it, you're going to see a massive benefit in the short term and in the long term, because you're going to have more data at your disposal. You're going to have more access to your super fans and your attendees. And ultimately, you're going to be able to create a more dynamic, more powerful, more robust conference event experience for the attendees, for the speakers, and for even for those event organizers that are putting it on. Because guess what? You're also going to have a great idea of how you're going to access that existing audience and a great like direct pipeline on how you can continue to add value with your community 365 days a year, not just the one day or one week that you have your event. Hope you guys enjoyed that little kind of taste into 
everything and anything, events and conferences. Like I said, we're going to be rolling out like as ambassadors of my team. We've now done this with uh, a couple of different events and we want to be able to help the events that are hiring me to speak. So if you're hiring me to, to speak or to uh, host or MC your event, uh, you know, we will definitely offer our services to be able to hopefully help onboard you onto NFTs, but also help you know, bring that NFT magic uh, to your attendees at your events as well. So, hey, we have to practice what we preach. And for me, uh, we are greater than me. And this is just my, you know, one, hopefully a, another way for us to provide value and start to really open people's minds on the use cases that we have at our disposal, thanks to Web3. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial.